Hello out there in podcast land. I am Jay. And I'm D. And this is the Common Sense Academy. Where common sense just ain't common. Okay, welcome back, everybody. I am joined once again today with my man Jay. Welcome hey, back. How you doing, people? Good to be back. Good to be back. So, tell me, man, what's on your mind? You know, there has been so much happening in the news. Uh, it's it's almost overwhelming, right? Um, I think for me, the big thing that's really sticking out um, is the recent, an un- unfortunate death of the sixteen-year-old girl. Uh, at the hands of an officer, um, and the the complete divide that it's caused, right? For those who don't know, uh, I'm not sure how you wouldn't unless you uh, live under a rock, but for those who don't know, a 16-year-old girl was recently shot to death by a police officer in Ohio. The unfortunate part is that she was in an attempt to take the life of another individual. Now, there is some backstory to it. <clears throat> I believe some of the details are still coming out. So I don't have all the details. So for those who are looking for it, I apologize. What I do have, though, is, is the understanding that the officers were called for disturbance. Once the officers arrived on the scene, the scene that they saw was pretty chaotic. And in an attempt to unpack what was happening at that moment, the officer witnessed a 16-year-old girl brandishing a knife, attempting to take the life of another girl. That officer then reacted as we would all expect the officer to do, and unfortunately, the life of the 16-year-old girl was taken. Tragic? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. So, I don't know a whole lot about it outside of news blurbs. I've kind of been living under a rock, or trying to anyway. I get tired of these news stories always they seem to never end it does get exhausting doesn't it it does but so uh, let me ask you i mean it seems like damned if you do damned if you don't if you're wearing the blue just about so the officer in my personal opinion did exactly what police officers are supposed to do serve and protect the public good and the community the officer saw an individual whose life was being threatened by another the officer drew their weapon And unfortunately, they had to fire. Have you seen any video on this? Have you seen anything? There have been some body cams uh, footage that has been posted. Uh, I believe the neighbor in the neighborhood had um, one of those uh, security cameras uh, that caught some of the action as well. So Um, the cop call out, tell her to put the knife down? I mean, I honestly, I didn't see any of it. There was, you know, it's kind of hard to really to see all of it because it is, it is a pretty chaotic scene. You have an individual kicking another woman while the officer is trying to stop that scene. Uh, then he, they, they witness the, the brandishing of a knife, uh, attempting to take the life of another individual. At that point, the officer drew the weapon, and I believe the words he used were stop, stop, stop. After that, the shots rang out, and, and, and the life was taken. Sure. Um, but when you look at that video, it's easy for us to sit back and, and watch – it happened in, in frame by frame stop motion fi- feature, right? Yeah, sure. But if you're the officer on, on duty at that time, and everything's happening in, in real time, 
the reaction that the officer had, in my personal opinion, was the reaction that should have been taken. Yeah, right? well, it, it's hard to argue with, I mean, on the surface, right? But now we live in the, the post, uh, you know, Floyd Chauvin era, right? Where everybody's hypersensitive. It seems like more so than ever, the, the cop versus civilian and more over cop versus black American civilian issues are, are just out of control. It seems like that's everything in the news. And that's why, honestly, I've kind of been staying away from it. I saw the headlines. I heard the blurbs. <clears throat> Even more so, I mean, I've seen the, the memes going around. Most of you probably have seen some of them if you're on social media at all. Uh, just the stupidity of the comments of LeBron James on that as well. Um, it, it doesn't make any sense. Look, I'm going to take a step back here for a second. I, I get it. I get the anger. Um, I, too, feel anger. But I think what we have to do is take a step back and, and direct the anger in the right fashion. Funnel it correctly. Are there bad police officers out there? I think you and I talked about yeah. this a while back. Sure yeah, there absolutely. Are. There are. Mm, yeah. are there bad citizens out there? <laughs> yes, there are. It's why we have laws. Is why we have police officers to protect us from the bad actors. Okay. I think where people often forget, and where they they get into this gray area, is that an officer of the law is getting information from a dispatcher who's getting information from whomever is calling the... the yeah, somebody has to call this right? in, calling right? Calling 911 yeah. and saying, hey, help, 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 I need a police officer here. And they're asking a series of questions to try and gather as much information as they possibly can to pass along to the officers. That officer, when they arrive, reality, they don't know who's who, what's really happening. All they know is there's a situation that they're being called to. Sure, so they're put in a position where they have to assess the situation on the spot, in an instant, in this case, immediately assess. You see a knife, you see somebody going to stab somebody, you react, right? That's what you're trained to do is the protection side. The other thing you have to consider is if somebody's calling the police and somebody has a vengeance, right? They got a score to settle with you. Mm -hmm. They can say what they want, make that report. That goes to dispatch. That goes to that officer. That officer shows up with a a predetermined... Piece of information. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, the scene's already colored when they get there, yeah. and yeah. it could be a lie. That is a horrible position to be in if you're an officer. Exactly. Especially in this day and age, as you said earlier, I mean, everyone's so hypersensitive with, with the officers of the law and, and their arrivals on the scenes to take care of whatever they've been called to take care of. Now, let's be clear, people. If you're calling a police <laughs> officer to the scene for whatever reason, you're not calling them there to play basketball with you. You're not calling them there to, to, to sit down and have a have a, a, a pop or a soda wherever you may live, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. <laughs> you're not you're not calling the officer there to, to just have a chat. You're calling that officer because something dangerous is happening, either to yourself or a family member or a neighbor or a store, right? So you're you're looking for help. So what you're saying is then. If an officer is being called, it's typically because there's some sort of a uh, an illegal activity happening. Typically, it's crime. I mean, no, you're right. Nobody's yeah. nobody's calling like, to yeah. come for a pool party, have yeah. a drink, exactly. play some basketball, right? Nobody makes that phone call. Exactly. And if you do, they probably don't show up anyway. <laughs> so they already know if they're on call, 
there's high likelihood of some illegal thing, dare I say criminal, because criminal is breaking the law, right. activity happening. Right. So, hold on then. Let me just pose this question. If you're not breaking the law, no one makes that phone call. To my understanding, that would be well, assumably, yeah. right? Absolutely. Okay. If nobody makes that phone call, no officer shows up. Correct. If no officer shows up, there's no potential for incidents between said officer and you or anyone else in the area. Correct. Now, now for those out there, because I can I can hear you through the podcast, people. I can I can hear the whispers. They're coming to get us anyway. They're out there <laughs> shooting us. Anyway. Yeah. All right. That's so what here for. so so look look I, I I again I am not defending the fact that this young girl lost her life. Let's be clear on that. Not in any way, shape, or form am I defending or condoning the loss of life in any police involved shooting okay but again i think we need to take a step back and look at the entire situation in that officer's position and even on the other side of the coin that scene was chaotic anyone looking at that that body cam footage or the security footage from the from the neighbor's home or hearing individuals talk about it who were there on the scene that scene was chaotic and now we have people on one side of the fence or the other, again, creating more division, saying either A, the officer was justified in doing what, what they did, or B, why didn't they just shoot him in the leg? <laughs> why, why, why didn't they just shoot him in the, in the hands or the arm? Cause, because the last time I checked, we, we live in Hollywood, right? Because... That, that's what you, yeah, that's you, right. What you do in Hollywood, and they can spray you with a machine gun, and nothing ever hits you. Not not a single bullet hits you. Listen, man, I got a, I got a little anecdotal story on that. So I used to play paintball quite a bit. Okay, used to have an old pickup truck, and we'd play a game, and it was kind of fun, right? A couple of us would be in the bed of the pickup, couple inside the pickup, and we'd go racing through I this think, field. I think I know this. Game. Yeah, people would line up, kind of shoot at you, right? And you kind of shoot back, and it was just kind of fun way to waste a lot of paintballs towards the end of a day. Absolutely. Here's the deal. The old style pickup with like the little triangle window that pops out, you know, in the corner for a yeah, vent, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, the old yeah, ones. Yep. So we used to drive along, we'd crack that little window and you'd stick your paintball gun out there and start shooting. I'll be dang, man, if, if guys along the side, maybe like 15 people shooting, those paintballs would come through that corner window and hit you. <laughs> I now I can know this game. I can tell you from a life experience that if a paintball half inch in diameter can make it through that little corner window by 20 people shooting at you and one pass down past them in the car you see something in hollywood where they're firing off you know x number of rounds out of a submachine gun machine gun and they're just spraying a vehicle and a guy drives off nobody hit him no no that's ridiculous again yeah there's the sheer notion that an officer or anybody with a a handgun can steady themselves in an adrenaline-filled situation. Even even gonna, in a controlled situation. Even, it'll take, even controlled situation, you're going to steady yourself enough to hit a, what, four-inch area? I was going to say, area? max six-inch area. And, and let's be clear, too. It's a four- to five-inch area, six inches max. That's not standing still. Yeah. And it, probably... It, it's moving all over the place. It, it, and probably very close to something else you don't want to hit. Exactly. So, okay, shoot him in the hand. 
heard, <laughs> That's I even harder. That Shoot them in the hand. They're holding a knife. Shoot the hand so they can drop the knife. Again, this isn't Hollywood, people. This is real life. Yeah. You, 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 people that are saying that have never fired a handgun never. at they, something. They, they, they probably haven't even held a handgun. Reality check individuals out there. That shot, one in a million? One in a hundred thousand? Sure. You want, you it's Hollywood. Look, you know, it's it, it, Hollywood. It's, that's a Hollywood fantasy. You're taught and trained right to shoot center of mass if you're going to fire a weapon for two reasons. One, you're most likely to hit your target and not something you don't want to hit, i.e. someone innocent, whatever. Right? Correct. Take that for instance. Officer aims for the leg, fires, misses, hits the girl that was uh, the victim here, the one exactly. being stabbed, and Nobody's kills her. Saying, now what? talking right? about that aspect of it, aren't Yeah. They? And second of all, if your life is in danger, you're not shooting to slow them down. Correct. You need to be accurate. The whole point is to not fire that weapon unless absolutely necessary. Agreed. And in this case, from what I've seen, which is very small, and from what you've stated, it was necessary. That was the only way to save a life. Correct. He couldn't have jumped on her and stopped her, restrained her. She was, I'm guessing, going in the stabbing motion, going after the girl. From what from what they are saying, the girl who had the, the knife was loading up. Now, for those who don't understand what loading up means, it means this individual, for all intents and purposes, had every intention of rearing her arm back holding the knife to drive it into whatever part of the body she was aiming for of this other individual. That's what loading up means. It means that there wasn't, there wasn't a stop for this action. It was going to happen, right? So that's my daughter. I'm glad you did it. Oh, absolutely. I'm thanking the officer all day long, yep. all day long. And I, I believe the, the, the parents of the potential victim did just that. And they got vilified for it, yeah, right? Well. So, I, look, I, I don't, I don't want to belabor the point here. I think, I think we, we know exactly what the situation is with, with, with that. I, I just, this is why we're all here in the academy, right? Because common sense just ain't common, and people aren't using common sense in this situation. There are other situations out there that you could point to one side or the other. You could point out different flaws. But in this situation, people, for this instance, I think the officer needs to be thanked for saving a life. For doing his job. Doing the job that they took an oath to do. Saving the life of an individual. And unfortunately, a life had to be taken in that process. It's not something we want to celebrate, but I think you need to take a step back, take a deep breath, and really look at the situation in its Total total view before you pass judgment. Yeah, we've talked about that before. Not painting an entire situation or a group of people with one broad brush. Exactly. Every situation is different. Yep. Hey, D, that was a great conversation. In that conversation, you made mention of LeBron James. Let's uh, let's unpack that a little bit. I think I think our our students need to hear some. Uh, some LeBron James stories, huh? What do you think? I don't know, man. I get tired of LeBron James. The guy's a basketball player. I understand people look up to him. He's a great basketball player. I question anything more than that out of him. Um, I'm not saying his input isn't valid. I just question the the amount of authority he's given because he's a basketball player to comment on 
things of culture or politics or or sociology for that matter. Now you're not saying he he shouldn't comment on it. Is, is no, that- I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying I question how much authority is given to what he says. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's like, like, you know, you've got to clear it. I want to clear it up before, yeah, you know, for our no. listeners out there. I'm saying. You know that question's going to come. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. D, are you saying he can't say anything? That's, <laughs> that's, you can hear everybody, it the podcast. No, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Absolutely. You know that. And LeBron just as much so. And I listen to him. But I think right now, and it's not been just LeBron James. I mean, this, this happens with all kinds of, you know, figureheads from Hollywood to athletes to, you know. If they're in the spotlight, they get their 15 minutes of fame, which is more like 15 hours of fame. <laughs> but ain't that the truth? <clears throat> what I'm saying is, LeBron James is a, is a is a star athlete. He's a great athlete. I don't think there's any question to that. Oh, no doubt. But LeBron James is not the be all end all on when. Things should happen, how things should happen, and what should happen. His calls to action, his his calls to to end the police, his calls, you know, on, on the topic we just talked about. And I don't want to beat that, but going back to that that shooting on the stabbing attack, you know, how condemning the cop for that. He doesn't know the facts. He for him to go out and to do that is is poor leadership. That's a poor example of how to use your your platform. Exactly. You know, and for those out there who don't don't know what we're talking about, again, not sure how we wouldn't, but uh, just a real quick backup on it. So LeBron James, after the, the officer um, took the life of the 16-year-old girl who was attempting to stab somebody else, again, I'll make that very clear, this was not uh, an, an unwarranted shooting by any stretch of the imagination. Um, LeBron James had a picture of the officer and a tweet underneath it said, you're next. Yeah. What is okay. that? It's... It, what do you mean by that? You know, I, I, I again, I, I get the anger. I get the frustration. But again, the reaction took place before the information was given out. I think LeBron James, and I'm, I'm going to... Well, I know he a, took it down really quick. It, it was clearly knee-jerk or he was afraid absolutely. of this. Absolutely. I'm going to take a defensive position here for LeBron and, and just say, you know, I, I, I get it. LeBron, I understand. I, I get it. But... As Dee just alluded to, you're a leader out there. Whether whether you are a justifiable leader or not, you are a superstar in a sport that a lot of people watch and a lot of people do look up to you. Uh, I think uh, I think Sir Charles Barkley <laughs> made a statement uh, years back, and I'm going to date myself here. There's a commercial came out, and he said, I am not a role model. I'm a basketball player. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> Yeah, I remember that one. Remember that one? Absolutely. So the reality is... That that, for all intents and purposes, these young men on the courts, they're role models to some degree. And what they say, it, it, it can matter. It has an impact for it sure. It has an impact. <clears throat> so, I, 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 again, LeBron, I get it. But the facts should have come out first before you sent that irresponsible tweet. Uh, yeah, I agreed. I mean, we wouldn't take that from a lot of other people. I mean, let's be honest, if I just for a second, uh, a former president was vilified for tweeting stupid things. Yeah, it was uh, it was called. uh, They tried to impeach him for what was it? Uh, Um, Inciting riots. Inciting riots. Yes. Well, causing civil unrest, basically. And and I see no difference in this. And and no, 
So th- you know what? Let, let's talk about that, right? That is more than a LeBron issue. It's more than a Trump issue. It's a leadership issue. Absolutely. And it's something this country is in desperate need of, is quality leadership. Jay, you and I both see it in work. We see it in schools. We see it in in life, right? People around us. It's a struggle to find quality leadership, to know who to follow. It's something that, that I think we need to spend more time as individuals vetting out who we follow. Maybe spending more time developing our skills as leaders. As parents, we're leaders by definition. You have impact on a life that is hmm, lifelong and can do irreparable damage exactly. if not done correctly. Now, yep. we all make mistakes, and, and I'm a parent. I get it. We screw up all the yes, time. Yes, we do. But that's part of leadership as well, is admitting when you've made a mistake, admitting you're not perfect, growing, developing, communicating with other people, learning, right? That's a huge part of leadership is the the desire to never stop learning, to better yourself. Let's talk a couple minutes about that. I mean, what what's going on in this country? Why are people, I mean, clearly people are searching for leaders. I was going to say, you know We're what it hungry. is? It's, they are they're starving for leadership. You know what? You, you want to know why all these little factions and these little gang groups and these these these, these membership things are popping up out of the woodworks? And, I, and I'm, I'm talking about things like Black Lives Matter. And now I know I can hear the hate mail coming already. Black Lives Matter, um, Proud Boys, the Proud Boys, yes, yeah, same thing. KKK, it don't right? matter. Yeah, it's it's because we you, you don't have leadership in this country that is without an agenda. If, as you were talking about, it, it's it's what what it's what's commonly known as servant leadership. Okay. Yeah, yeah that is a common. Uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that is a. Uh-oh. A word that is not commonly it's used, rather. Definitely not commonly servant. used. And it should be. It, it's right? a vilified word, really. Who wants to be a servant? That that word that that position is so looked down on, you know, servitude. And, and the, the sad part of it, man, like I think that that would help solve not every problem, because like, reality you can't solve every problem with, with a simple wand, right? Or a word. Hmm. But but if you're a servant leader, you're serving the common good, not an individual agenda or a group agenda. So I think, can I, let me stop you there for a second. So the definition really of a servant leader is somebody who has the interest of others ahead of their own. You hear that, people? Repeat that again for our, for our <laughs> yeah, students. Gladly. Servant leadership is putting the interest of others ahead of your own. And understand this, though. Through that, you will benefit as a servant leader. It's not just all give. You need to understand that when you better the whole, when you spend your time bettering other people, improving their situation, by default, as strange as it sounds, your situation improves. Now, let's, let's, let's explore that a little bit. Serving other people for the betterment of the group as the whole. Yeah. Right? People... Are the leaders that you're following, are they doing that? And if they're not, why are you not asking the question, why? You might be afraid to. 
Yeah, and if you're and right there, so if you're afraid to ask your leaders why, then they're not the right leaders for you. They're not even. You should never be afraid to say, "Hey, um, I'm not so sure we should take that hill. Uh, There's an easier path to the left or the right. Why are we taking the hill now? You shouldn't." Be afraid now. Let's you know. Let's let's take it in a more literal sense here. <laughs> there are some professions where you just have to follow orders and take the hill. Military, right? There you go. So for all <laughs> yeah. our military <laughs> listeners out there, I saw, I saw your face looking yeah. like oh, I saw your face. I'm like, let me, let me clarify. Let me clarify. <laughs> I'm not recommending that our <laughs> brave soldiers out there, um, you'll you'll decide to uh, to uh, disregard their orders. Well, you know, what I am saying for. for for those out there, that leadership should be questioned, but respectfully. But then again, also, you know as well as I do, and I know several people, well, I know quite a few people who are involved in the military, active and retired, that can tell you they know full well when they're being led well. They know a good leader. They know when they've had a strong CO that's done their job, taught them correctly, and led them well. well and they know, know when they're not. And it's, it's, it also transcends into the, into the business world as well, right? So you know when you have a great CEO. Well, we all know, a, even break it down, when we've had a great boss. Great supervisors, yeah, bosses, right? Absolutely. The, the team seems to improve itself without much direction because they know that they're getting great leadership they know that they can trust the leadership. And when the operation turns around or the, the improvements take hold, even when the leader is not there, that's a sign of great leadership. In the classrooms, if the teacher is doing their, their job correctly, and I can hear the hate mail coming through, because it's, <laughs> it's tough. Teachers are, have a tough job. Teachers I, have you, got a you guys, job. You guys are not given enough credit out there at all for the job you do. But... There, we also know there are teachers out there who simply just aren't cutting it. And the students know that. The students know which ones are good leaders and which ones are not. And you can see it clearly from their behavior. And a good leader is not necessarily a popular leader. You Correct. can't judge leadership by popularity. They are not one and the same. Typically, a good leader, a good servant leader, is recognized well after that time has passed of leadership. Correct. When they're not, no, no, when they're no longer there, they're yep. still talking, and their impact is felt. Correct. It's almost like a, a high quality painter, right, or an artist. Their stuff isn't really worth much until they're gone, and then suddenly you realize what you've missed, <laughs> and then all the value. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's a lot like that. Yeah. And that's part of the servant leadership as well. Is the leader is not in it for the glory. They're not in it for the recognition. That's the other crazy thing. In this world we live in, everybody seems to be out for theirs, right? Yep. I want the recognition. I want the power. I want the name. I want the notoriety, the How money, the whatever. my pockets deeper, right? Yeah, yeah. Counter-cultural servant leadership. But that is what I believe we're called to do. And, you know, honestly, folks, that's what government is. Government is. <clears throat> excuse me, in the United States was established as a servant leadership position. Yeah, there, the, were, there were no career politicians. No, that, in that, the that early days. Career and politician never really, oh, no, it's it recent shouldn't term. exist now. It's more recent, isn't it's it? It's a recent term, absolutely. 
back when this was started, when the concept was being developed and in the early days of the United States, men went, and yes, it was just men then. At the time, yes. But men and women should, but men back then went into office because they wanted to serve. They wanted to do just that. They wanted to better their community, right? They represented the people they came from. Now, here's a novel idea. You represent me and your neighbors that lived around you Mm -hmm. as a group. Correct. They don't do that anymore. Now they go to office, and maybe they start with good intentions. And I'm not vilifying all politicians. But understand, as a whole, and I know I keep saying you can't paint it with a broad brush, but I'm going to color it a little. We see it a lot. How's that? Yeah, I like it. A lot of politicians are not in it for the right reasons. They start out that way, but over time, what we're seeing is the hunger for power, the hunger for control. Why are our politicians career politicians? Why do our politicians have lifetime benefits? Why do our politicians come out of office richer than they went in? That's not servant leadership. It can't be. That how does that better the whole? Now, see, D, you just brought a suitcase into the conversation. That, well, that's going to take a long. I come with time a lot of baggage, unpack. man. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to take a long time to unpack. Right, and we can dig into that a little bit. But I want to challenge us. We're talking about LeBron. I'm carrying it a step further. Look at your local government. Look at your leaders, your your governors, the people you're putting into Congress you in your state who are, Congress. Who are, you know, just say, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Well, we that, got a little problem with that here in Michigan, don't we? That, unfortunately, we do. That's that, unfortunately we do. It's frustrating a lot of people. But I'm saying, look at the people before you elect them. Don't say, "Well, I love their policies." Who are they? What have they done? Are they servant leaders, folks? Understand, if we all practiced servant leadership or even just servitude, right, Jay? So I look at your needs and I go, "Man, he he needs this. Just some support, whatever it is. I see it. I know he needs it, and I offer it willingly with." Out any requirement. I don't not looking for reciprocity. I just want to take care of your needs. Your needs are met. You now your tank is full. And um, you're free to, you to can help somebody else. Now, now do it and probably, hopefully, most likely, if, as I believe most people are, good people, wanting to see others succeed. I think most of us. I'd love to say all of us, but I know it's not true. But the vast majority of people in this country, I know, mean well. And they want to see other people succeed. We don't want to see people suffer. Not at all. Not well, at all. I, I, I can't grasp how you'd want to see someone else suffer. So how about this? So so, so here's a suggestion. So LeBron, right? Because we were talking about LeBron. LeBron, what if you did this? He's going to put a tweet out there. I'm angered that the life of a 16-year-old girl was taken. We need to fix our system. Let's have a sit-down. Let's have a talk. Let's get officers from a multitude of races in one room, and let's discuss what the issues are. Right? LeBron, you came from I'm gonna carry, humble beginnings. That's it. Let's carry right? it back to my, old, my old neighborhood, and let so, me sit down so with them. So let's gather together. Rather than putting out a, a, a vitriol tweet... A tweet that would do nothing but incite more violence, right? Let's put something calming out there. Maxine Waters, during the Chauvin trial, rather than saying, we're going to take to the streets because if I don't get what I want, if I don't get the outcome that I want, 
take to the streets and stay out there. Maxine Waters, how about this? We need to remain calm until the verdict comes out. And if it's not in the favor that, or, or rather, if it's not in the, the decision that we are looking for, or we believe we should have, then we need to remain calm and let's have a discussion on how we can fix our system. Okay? Those are the words that our leaders should be using. At least that's the suggestion I'm giving. It's what I think most people would respond better to versus let's keep to the streets and let's burn this city down. Let's tear apart the business. Let's take the lifeblood of, of, of a local small community and destroy it. So now that community has nothing. That, that family business is gone in, into ashes simply because our leader didn't do what they should have done in the first place and help keep the calm of the people in which they're serving or supposed to serve. What that could have looked like is what you're saying is something we saw in the 60s with Martin Luther King. Peaceful protests. And he got it done. Got results. He got far more results than we're seeing get done today. Why don't we take that approach? People, why? Why are we so upset? You want to know why? Yeah, I want to know why. Because it's it's not popular, right? It's not the... It's well, not it feels the, good to get... It's not the new sexy. Yeah, it, get, it feels good right? to get mad, though, doesn't it? And, and lash out. Let's, let's break things. Let's, let's destroy things because I'm, I'm tired of being peaceful. Peaceful got us nowhere. I, I, I don't believe that to be true. That's false. I don't believe that to be true at all. I think peaceful gets us everywhere. If you gather more around the cause, if the cause is just, let's, let's clarify that. If the cause is just and you have enough individuals that will rally around that same cause and lock arms together, I would gladly walk down the street with you any day, now, arm in arm, to, to protest an injustice. I'm right but, with you. But what I right won't there. do is I'm not going to pick up a baseball bat and start hurling it through someone's home. <laughs> Because I didn't like the outcome of something. So, that so, doesn't make any sense. So let me just, two thoughts. Exactly what you just said, picking up a baseball bat, doing some smashing. What makes me laugh, and not in a ha-ha kind of way, it's more of a cynical laugh, is when I see these young white folk that are out there in a protest for Black Lives Matter, and they're smashing stuff with bats and breaking into stores, and they're breaking into stores that are owned by black folks. Yes. How exactly is that fording the cause, white people? I think you're sense. just trying to get out there and have a convenient excuse to vent some anger and say it's justifiable because I'm with BLM, right? This <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that to me seems like the epitome of racism. It, 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 it doesn't make any sense, man. It doesn't make again. It, it's it's it's. I want to have my voice heard above yours at all times, <laughs> at all costs. It doesn't matter that you're making common sense. It doesn't matter that your argument is logical. It just it goes against mine, and I don't like that. So I'm going to scream, scream louder and longer than anybody else out there. And if I don't get my way. I'm going to destroy everything in my path. That's the mentality we have. Again, because they're hungry for leadership. I think right. if we had strong leaders, and this is, again, this is just my opinion. I think if we had strong leadership in this country, truly strong leadership in this country that didn't create a divide. I understand we have different philosophical thought processes 
it's natural to have that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the common good has to override. It has to override. And and it can't fall on one side or the other. It has to it has to be for the common good. Absolutely. So let me wrap this up with a thought. Folks, there are leaders everywhere. Let's look at history for a second. You mentioned something, Jay, about calm, peaceful, right? Yep. Let's think about this for a second. Contrast, take take leaders in the past. I don't care about your religious background. Uh, Jesus, powerful leader, peaceful, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Let a movement that's still active today shook up governments, right? Yep. Big time change, peaceful. Never lifted a hand to anyone ever. Gandhi, peaceful, mm-hmm. powerful. Buddha, peaceful, powerful, right? Yep. Think of those movements. Uh, Mandela, peaceful, very powerful. The man went to prison for years mm. and still came out wanting equality. Now, let's contrast that. Those guys were leaders, clearly. Mm-hmm. Right? Started movements, have followers, still have followers today. Still making change. Bounce that off. Let's go. Hmm. Hitler. Leader. Strong leader. Led based on fear. And violence. And violence. Think about it. You got King Kim Jong-un still leading violence. Fear, right? I make those contrasts so that we can understand they're leaders, good leaders, bad leaders, right? But leaders, nonetheless, people follow them. That's a definition of a leader, someone who has others that follow them, right? We used to play that game as a kid, follow Mm -hmm. the leader. Yep. That's it. You say, oh, you know, Hitler wasn't a leader. Yeah, he was. He's a powerful leader. He made a global impact with his actions, and people followed him, and still do. There's still Nazi party. It's craziness. What I'm getting at, folks, is look at the people that you're following. Then look at yourself. Because you're a leader, whether you know it or not. And I don't care your age. You have friends that follow you, do what you do. You're in high school, college, you're in sports, you're a parent. You a teacher, you a co-worker, other people follow you. They look at your example. Somebody is looking at your example. What kind of leader are you going to be? Because as small of an impact you think you might have, you're wrong. It's probably life-changing to somebody. Somebody's always watching. Somebody's always watching. Thank you for hanging out with us once again. And as always, we'd love to hear from you. If you've got a comment, you got a suggestion, or you just want to be heard, shoot us a message. At the Common Sense Academy for you at gmail.com. That's the Common Sense Academy, the number four, the letter U at gmail.com. Thank you once again. Y'all be good to each other. God bless everybody. <laughs>